former Toronto Blue Jay pitcher Jesse Litch is in the house today talking baseball, and he's managing in the MLB Draft League these days, so he has a ton of inside knowledge on a few of the players, including first-round draft pick Arjun Namala that the Toronto Blue Jays drafted this past week. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. The Locked On Blue Jay podcast, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And with the Blue Jays back in action tonight, I want to remind you that all the Blue Jay games this season are available for you to catch on SiriusXM. Locked On Blue Jay podcast. This is a daily Toronto Blue Jay podcast, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Today, obviously, Friday. So thank you for spending part of your Friday talking Blue Jay baseball with me. To the everydayers taking in the Locked On Blue Jay podcast on our YouTube channel, hello and thank you for that. If you haven't already, please do hit that subscribe button. And to the everydayers making the Locked On Blue Jay podcast your first podcast listen every day, hello to you as well. Thank you to you as well. Please hit that five-star rating. Great insight on some new Blue Jays, a Roy Halladay story. There's, there's a poutine shout-out as well. I mean, and more today with Jesse Litch. Let's get into it. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays, thrilled to be joined by an actual Toronto Blue Jay that you'll know, you'll recognize him there, former Toronto Blue Jay pitcher Jesse Litch. Uh, Jesse, first of all, I want to hear how you're doing these days. And as far as I understand, you continue to be knee deep in baseball. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm managing the MLB Draft League. Uh, we just started the second half. The first half of the league is, is a lot of prospects, guys that can be drafted. Um, you know, we had, I think, nine guys drafted in the draft. Wow. So it was cool. Now the second half is indie ball, but it's day in, day out baseball and, you know, just trying to help as many youngins as I can. Absolutely love that. And Jesse, of course, we want to get into quite a bit of that uh, with you here, but I want to start by talking about some of your career here and, and some changes that have happened in baseball. I want to get your, your take on it. Now, the, the first thing, now, Jesse, here's, here's a little trivia here. What, what am I describing here when I describe these five at-bats? So we're going to go back to May 2007. There's a ground out back to Adam Eaton, who is the pitcher on the mound. Then we're going to go to May 2008. There's a ground out to veteran lefty Jamie Moyer. Now we're going to go to 2000, uh, uh, sorry, June 2008. You're, uh, somebody's facing Pat Mahomes. We get a, a bunt. The, the batter tries to bunt. David Eckstein actually gets thrown out at second. Next at bat, we get a ground out to the third baseman. And then the final at bat of this person's career in 2010, we get some CanCon because Jeff Francis, Canadian pitcher, facing this batter, and Jeff Francis gets this batter to ground out to first base. What are those five at-bats that I'm describing, Jesse? Those are my at-bats. Yes, indeed. Your five Major League Baseball at-bats. Yes, indeed. Now, glass half empty. It was the 0 for 5, but glass half full, Jesse. No strikeouts in there. So, hey, yeah, I'm going to glass well, half full that thing. That's one I, I'm very mad about. I was a two-way guy in college. I was more of a wow. So, yeah, that's that's something that I'm definitely going to regret for a long time, but it is what it is. I did not strike out. I'll, I'll go with that. And Jesse, you also got five more bats than any pitcher this day and age is going to get, because that's one of the first rule changes I want to talk to you about here, the the full-time DH. So you're a pitcher that's saying, hey, I welcome that part of the game. I, I did that part of the game in college, high school, growing up. W where are you on, on the full-time DH, Jesse? Do you like it? Do you, do you wish maybe it was the, uh, would you go the opposite way and, and pitchers in both leagues hit, or, or where are you on that? Uh, I mean, I loved hitting, so like obviously I'd want to hit, but I think that the the best thing to do is the way they have it now, where you know you, you the pitchers they're paying a lot of money to to concentrate on their oh. craft. 
batters, obviously, they're paying a lot of money to them to concentrate on their craft. So, like, it kind of separates those two. I mean, that's – you get a pitcher up there. I mean, we had – I mean, I remember when Scott Downs was with us and we were in Philly <laughs> one time and he swung and started running the first and, and like – Hurt himself. Or, or yeah. Or and he was out for, you know, a month. So, those things that are just freaking dumb but, like – it is a thing, and you're paying a pitcher $25 million a year, and you break break an ankle by running out of the box, like, or hit by a pitch, or whatever it may be. Like, there's definitely a lot of uh, potential risk. So you're really seeing the business side of it, right, Jess? I mean, that's you remember the Buster Posey collision at home plate? That was a big, big ticket guy that's out for a while now. So they they changed, you know, the the rule about collisions at home plate as well. So so you're seeing the the, the business side of it, which all, always has to be taken into account, right, Jesse? We're talking a multi billion dollar business here, professional baseball. So I do hear you there. Now another change that has certainly happened, and more recently than that, and I wonder how you feel about the the pitch clock, Jesse. And I wonder how you feel that you would have done with the pitch clock. Uh, I, I I think somebody like Roy Halladay would have just been even more dominant with the pitch clock. He wanted to work fast, and I, he was so cerebral. I could see him understanding how to play little reindeer games with the batters, and I think he would have excelled with that. How do you think you would have done with the pitch clock, Jesse? And what are your overall thoughts on the pitch clock? Uh, we use it in our league as well. So like it's. I, I, I see it and it's, I, I understand the, the side of like where the fans are, you know, happy and the games are quicker um, as a pitcher, as as a hitter, like everyone develops a routine at a young age and trying to go through your routine in that many seconds. Like it's some people, it's tough, like it, they'll have to switch it like it's a game of adjustments. So like they'll switch mm-hmm. it. But, you know, I think if they added maybe 10 more seconds, it would probably be more. Been, like, I think in the playoffs, they definitely have to add more time. Anyway, like, if you go into Seattle, you have you have those guys that are, like, the 13th man. Imagine in Yankee Stadium in the playoffs, Boston and and, and Yankees. Like, holy moly. Like, I can imagine Toronto. being a hitter. Or Toronto. Toronto, anywhere. Jesse. Yeah. 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 I mean, anywhere, to be honest. Like, it's going to be a sellout in the playoffs. And you're trying to go hit and concentrate. And you got eight seconds to look at the pitcher. Like, it's crazy. To, and to your point, Jesse, I always reference the because everyone talks about the World Baseball Classic that Otani versus Trout as as one of the at bats of all time. Jesse, not one of those pitches would have fit in the pitch clock, and that no. was as that that was drama. That was baseball. That was we've seen a couple times uh, in college this season, Jesse. Literally bases loaded, game on the line, full count, ninth inning. I mean, the scenario you dream about as a child, and all of a sudden the umpire jumps up from behind home plate, time. That's a pitch clock violation, or that's a violation on the yeah. batter, the pitcher, whoever it is, and all of a sudden the game is over. Not on a baseball play, but on, on that rule. So I totally hear you there. I think that there is some room uh, for some tweaks. I find it very fascinating that you're saying that that this is something that you guys are starting with now, because I've, I've always thought that, Jesse, that's – that's going to be the turn where we're not even going to notice it anymore. As people, you know, the, the, the teenagers growing up, it's, it's part of what they do. It's part of, as you said, it's part of their routine. So I guess it'll, it'll get smoother and smoother as we go forward. But there's something else I wanted to talk to you about, Jesse. Well, a few other things before we get to, uh, to the draft here. Uh, I mentioned Roy Halliday earlier. I know you, you were uh, Doc's Halliday for a couple seasons there, Jesse. I mean, floor is yours. I would love to hear. Any story, I would love to. I've got time for anything you've got to share with us about Roy Halladay. George Bell is probably my favorite Blue Jay ever, but, I mean, Roy Halladay doesn't take much of a backseat to anybody as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, I, I was very fortunate enough, like, right when I signed with the Blue Jays, I was able to work out with Roy Halladay because we both lived in, in Clearwater. So, like, that was something that was very, you know, I think it helped me a ton. I mean, at 20 years old, I'm signing with the Blue Jays Jeez. in the offseason. I'm working out with Roy Halladay. <laughs> um, you know, so – 
obviously, I mean, two years later, I'm in the big league. So, like, he knew who I was coming up there, too. So, like, he was able to take me under his wing and kind of teach me how to be a big leader, mold me into a big leaguer. And, you know, he's a guy that was very, like, on on game day, don't talk to him. You better not. You better not talk to him because you're going to get reamed out by somebody. (laughs) Um, And he his locker was next to mine. So, like, but, like, I mean, here's a great – I mean – you know, we all know how he how he passed, and we know all that stuff. Um, he was a guy that loved flying so much that he had a simulator. Like we sat, I sat next to him on the plane, and I mean, it was it's a obviously a nice jet, and we have two seats, like all first class up and down, the, you know, way back. So he was my my seatmate, and he would always fly a simulator with the plane. Wow! So like, if we would take off from Toronto and we're going to Seattle, like he's taking off with the plane and flying the whole way. That's how much yeah. he loved being a pilot. And, and and as he's as as you guys are exiting, he's knocking on the pilot door real quick. Hey, you know what? At the two forty seven mark, maybe, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome! Wow. I mean, definitely very smart. Very. I mean, he's very. Uh, he did everything good. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great way to put it. He did so many things uh, good. Yeah. I, I want to talk about uh, another former teammate you had, uh, Jesse, because here on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast, we've deep dived a few times. Uh, Jose Bautista's twenty ten and twenty eleven. Who had a better seat for those seasons than you? You're the teammate there, and and Jesse really want to talk in particular about that 2010, the 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 50 plus home run season. What marvel? What I just find insane, Jesse, is is he had a good season the pre, in 2009. Like maybe he was coming on after langu- not while well, languishing after not finding his footing, right? For, for the first several years, I guess. But even in the 2010 season, in the first month of the season. He hits four home runs. Like the, you, who, who in the third month of the season, Jesse again he hits four home runs. Like I, I just didn't see this coming. And then that second half, my God, at some point, Jesse, it must have occurred to you that, geez, I feel like uh, I feel like we just did a series of high fives with Jose as he came back from from a home run. Now here's another wow. Like at some point, it must have occurred to you, holy cow, we're, we're some something special is brewing here. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, he we got him in I think 08, and it was literally two weeks after we played Pittsburgh, and he. He hit a home run off of me, pimped it. Like, we were going to hit him. <laughs> There's a whole backstory to it. Like, it was, wow. and two weeks later, we get him. And, you know, he came in, and he's just, he, he's a very good dude, too. Like, and he can play everywhere. So, like, those were the things that were positive. Obviously, at the dish, I'm not sure. I think it might have been Dwayne Murphy. I'm not sure who the hitting, like, I know somebody hitting coach-wise definitely helped him out, and that, there, there was a lot mm. of talks about that. Um I'm not sure who I, it might have been Dwayne Murphy at the time. Um, I, I'm not a hundred percent, but it was definitely awesome to see. And I mean, I still talk. I, I, I mean, Jose's a, an agent now, so like he has he he has a couple he has a couple guys that were on my team. Like awesome. so, yeah. So he, he's you know we're still in contact a bunch, but like him that year, I mean, he kept going too. So it wasn't like a fluke year. So like I think that's the best thing about it. It wasn't a fluke year. There was no like. Oh, he just, it, it, it was just a one-time thing. No, he mm-hmm. kept doing it. So, like, he, he solidified that. Jesse, this is part of why I love having uh, people like yourself on for, for the insight of it. Jesse, did you just tell the story on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast that Jose Bautista was a four-letter word in the Toronto Blue Jay clubhouse until he became a Toronto Blue Jay? Is that what you just said? What is that four-letter word? Right, like, like oh, that, that's just a phrase. Like, like he was a uh, he, he was not popular. He was not popular with the Toronto Blue Jays prior to becoming a Toronto. Oh, Blue no. Jays. I, I didn't know any of that. Not with necessarily the Blue Jays, but not with me. 
Ah, I, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure we were all on board. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure it was Halliday that was the one to tell me to hit him, but then they took him out of the game. So, um, yeah, so there was definitely, he's probably not popular with the pitchers. Let's put it that way. Wow. But, you know, it's once we got him, like, yeah, yeah that's right now. Like, let's yeah. go. Now he's, you know, pimping, that, um, yeah, yeah. now he's pimping in the same uniform you're wearing. Okay, maybe a different story. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Anymore. So, yeah. but like, I mean, that's the same thing people say, like, like Nick Swisher, like, you hate to play against him, but you love to play with him. Like, there's a lot of those guys out there. Yeah. And, and Jesse, I mean, am I wrong? I'm saying, in, in saying, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there. It's needed. It's needed on a clubhouse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Coming up on Locked On Blue Jays, more with former Blue Jay pitcher Jesse Litch as we get into Blue Jay first round draft pick from the other day, Arjun Namala, plus changes to the game since Jesse retired and some praise for Putin in the second segment as well. Now, first, I wanted to mention that for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Well, it's the same when it comes to your vehicle, right? Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to the My Garage and look for the green check to know that your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit available for U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And just the, before we get into the, the draft stuff, just one last thing about, uh, you know, sort of the your your major league career versus how, what we're looking at now. That 2008 Blue Jay team, uh, you authored two complete game uh, shutouts. Ray Halliday authored two complete game shutouts. Even Scott Richmond, some more Canadian content we get to talk about today. Scott Richmond had a complete game shutout that season. So that's yep. five for the Blue Jay staff in 2008. Chris Bassett had one this season for the Blue Jays in 2023. Now, if that, if that remains the only shutout of the season for the Blue Jays this season, then over the last decade, we will have had five complete game shutouts. You guys had five alone. We're just not seeing the length in, uh, of the uh, of the pitchers in this day and age. I, I'm going to assume that the word analytics is about to come out of your mouth when you describe, you know, why you think that's the case. But still, I mean, who's going to know better than you why, why that is the case, Jesse? So why on earth are we not seeing even a fraction of the complete games of the longevity from the pitchers like we used to? Uh, I mean, yeah, analytics plays definitely a big part, but like I think it's our the bullpens are so strong nowadays. Mm. It's crazy to see you know the velocity and everything coming out of the bullpens with with the sharpness of like you know the the sliders, curveballs, whatever it may be. So, like you get a fresh arm in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, you know, like uh, it's hard for a manager not to take that. And you know, you'll have Bassett, you know, if he's out there and he's you know, 75 pitches through seven. Okay. Yeah. Let them go. But like, once they hit like a 90, hundred threshold, like it's kind of like, all right, it's time to make a, make a move here because I got these guys in the pen that throw a hundred. And that's hmm. like, that's the crazy part about the bullpens nowadays. Like I don't, I, there's gotta be like less than five and probably the big leagues that throw under 95 in bullpens. Like it's, it's crazy. I, I see it, uh, uh, Jesse as the, the, the turning point and, and, 
and correct my timeline here if you don't agree with this here, but that that 2014-2015 Kansas City Royals team, I mean, they had a closer for the seventh inning, they had a closer for the eighth inning, they had a closer for the ninth inning. So they made it into a six uh, a six inning game. We'd seen some of that before. I mean, the 92-93 Blue Jays, you could have, with with Ward and Hanky yeah. in the back of the bullpen, you could have, we've seen that before, but they were so consistent with it and, and had so much success with it. That's the timeline for me, Jesse, that it feels like we really started to see these specialized bullpens. Does, does, does that jive with you as well, or, or did you, or are you saying, you know what, Craig, I, I saw this coming actually a, a little earlier than that even. Uh, I mean, that's definitely. I think it's yeah, it's it's probably a couple couple years after I was done, uh, which is right around that timeline. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something that is has come a lot bigger since then too. So like you know, the analytics have started to come in the game a lot more. They're able to see different things, and I, I'll tell you right now, like the analytics stuff, like. I was like, you know, so, so on it because I'm old school. But after last year managing in this league and put seeing it, putting it in play and mm. it being to help guys, I, it's very beneficial. So, like, that's the stuff that once you learn it and you understand what it is, like, it's definitely beneficial. Whether or not it can make pitching changes and lineups and all that stuff, like, that's a whole nother story. But there's definitely mm. data that, that, that can help with making those decisions for sure. And you just described what I've always felt about analytics, how it could be absolutely so valuable, as you just said, as a contributor to the decisions, yeah. the, your, your baseball instincts and the analytics going hand in hand. I totally agree with what you're saying there, that there's there's a little bit too much for my, for my taste. Maybe I'm old school like you, Jesse, for my taste right now of, of looking at Blake Snell is the, is the great example in the World Series a couple seasons ago. I mean, yeah. he's Tampa Bay's ace in an elimination game. He doesn't even make it out of the fifth inning. And, and if you take your mind's eye back to that, Jesse, when, when he looked over and saw the manager coming out, his jaw was on the ground. He could yeah. not believe that that's just what was happening. So for me, I think analytics can have a little bit too much uh, in it. So, but, but, but to your point, I definitely see its place in the game. And I think it's fascinating that you say, hey, I was old school until I started living the analytics life, right? So you yeah. do see yeah, some of that value there. For sure, now, for sure. Now, Jesse, where are you uh, physically? Uh, I'm in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. That's like where they have the uh, Little League World Series. Yeah. That's where my my home team is here, and they play the Little League. My home field is where they play the Little League Classic. The, that the is awesome. Game. That yeah. is awesome. So it's a, it's a nice spot to be at every day, as far as field wise. So before we get into some draft stuff here, Jesse, if from your days in Toronto, if there's something you could just pick up and put it now, it's part of Williamsport. Now I'm hoping you're going to say Tim Hortons, but it's your call. It's your call. If there, I mean, maybe it's a restaurant. Uh, was it a club? A bar? A uh, 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 an event, something to do. What's something in Toronto that that you'd say, yeah, if I could, if I could bring that to Williamsport right now, I would. Oof, uh, probably poutines. Ah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, that's even yeah, better than I like, pins. I like me some some late night, late night poutine. <laughs> you just took it to the next level because not only in poutine, late night poutine, a little midnight. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I love that. Love that. Now, Jesse, absolutely. Let's get into some uh, uh, draft because, uh, as you mentioned, you're working with the uh, MLB uh, draft league. A lot of excitement, uh, certainly in my opinion. I think you're going to, I think you're going to heighten that here because I think you're high on Arjun Namala as well. The, the first round draft pick for the Toronto Blue Jays was 17, playing shortstop right now. Uh, every single swing I've seen from this young man is is making me believe that that swing is is sustainable. Like as his body grows, as he grows, that swing is going to continue to be something that plays. You can already see Jesse at 17 years old. You can already see that this kid is going to bring some power to the to to the table on the big league level. I, I mean, as he grows up, anyway. Jesse, what are your thoughts on on, on Arjun? And really, I want to know from you because so many times the path to the majors, the position you end up with at the majors, isn't the position you were drafted at. 
Namala right now at a shortstop. If I'm right about the power, maybe that's a third base bat. A lot of times we see shortstops converted to outfielders. So what do you see on Arjun Namala right now? And where do you see him projecting going forward? Uh, I mean, I've seen him. I've seen Arjun since he was like 12. I've watched him oh, play. Wow. He's from Tampa area. So like I've seen him since he was younger on the, 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 the travel ball frame. And, you know, just to see in his story of like what's going like he was always a standout, even at 12, 13, 14 wow. U. But like what he started to do in the last year and a half has been very elite. And, you know, those things are obviously why he became a first rounder. But just the, you know, the the way he goes about it and the want he like he wants it uh, really bad. And, you know, it's he's a kid that came from a cricket background. So, like, there's a reason his hand to eye is so good. Like, that was the thing is he he has the the ability to be really, really good because of the you know that I, I'm not going to say cricket, but like probably like his hand eye is probably really good because of cricket. And he hits balls that other people might not hit because he he understands mm. a lot of the plate discipline stuff. And he's able to reach other things because he's had to, you know, manipulate a lot as far as, you know, being thrown like he, he didn't get any pitches in high school. He didn't get any pitches, you know, so like being able to do stuff like that is huge. And defensively, he's going to be fine. Like he can play anywhere right now. Like they're going to wow. start him at shortstop. He'll be fine. He can play. I, I I would put him at any position and I would be comfortable. Like even if you threw him on the mound, he's so athletic. I, I bet he'd be fine. Just wow. because, yeah, like this. I mean, he's he's a rare. He's a rare. I mean, he's definitely a rare. Um, you know, talent, and it's 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 cool that he's you know of you know. I think he was the first um, Indian um, background drafted, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know his parents. Like they're they're awesome. Like the whole family. It's great. He, he also has a brother that's going into a senior year of high school that's pretty good too so wow. um yeah that's that's another thing is like his brother has a chance to be drafted as well he's he's come he's kind of taking the same he's a little bit bigger than arjun but he's kind of taking the same path as like how he developed so it's, it's it might be interesting to see what happens this year with him as well but with arjun i mean the sky is the limit i think i mean he's he could be in the big leagues and four years, three, four years, depending on how he progresses. I mean, he's wow. young. They're not going to rush him. I know yeah. that. Absolutely. What, what, I, mean, I love that answer, Jesse. What I really found fascinating is I'll tell you, I've been racking this bald head of mine trying to figure out what could the cricket tie be. I figured there must be something there as well. And you just nailed it, Jesse, the hand. Because I'm thinking the flight of the ball is way different than – like what, what, what could be sim- – your swing path, everything's differently. But there's got to be something there. And there it is right there, the, the hand-eye coordination. There it is right there. Coming up on our final segment today with Jesse Litch, he shares his inside knowledge of a few other Blue Jay editions from this past week. And of course, I want to remind you that tonight's Blue Jay game available for you to catch on SiriusXM. And right now, I want to talk about my new favorite shorts, Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that sculpted look. Bird Dogs has stretchy pants as well, by the way, just so you know. They fit way better than regular shorts that, that are made of that stiff, that, that, that restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. So you get that slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter the promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or the promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You know, I have mine. I've shown you it a few times. 
you won't want to take your bird dogs off. And then Jesse, I know you're you're high on another Blue Jay draft pick as well, uh, Landon Marotis. And you, you you joked about hey, you could throw Ar you, you could throw Arjun on the mound. Well, heck, they you could throw Landon on the mound. You could throw Landon at sure. I mean, you, Landon's got a few options as well. I'm gonna guess that he's gonna be a pitcher going forward. But you're gonna know a lot more about this than I have or than I do, Jesse. What what are your thoughts on Landon Marotis? So I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, he was he's been my my favorite in Florida for the last couple of years. Wow. So, yeah, like overall. So like his overall ability is is elite. Like I, I gotta believe where he went. Like he's he's probably gonna make some money. I would assume um, if he signs. Um, but like he's a guy that whew, the he you could put him ashore. You could put him in center. You could put him. I mean, on the mound. I've always told him he's gonna be a pitcher. Like I've always told him. he's from Clearwater. He's from my hometown. So like I've always told him he's gonna be a pitcher. And he was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, just watch and. You know, I he, he started to excel on the mound a lot this year, but like he'll also hit a ball 400 feet. So like he's a he's a rare talent, and he's super 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 athletic. Like it's there. Like he could run. He runs. He like I could put him in a lot of sports, and he'd probably be okay. Well, there you have it, Jesse Lich, guaranteeing that Landon Marotis is the next Shohei Otani. Is that what I just heard, Jesse? No. <laughs> that, I mean, the, the the potential is there. I, I will say that. I don't know where Shohei was when he was seventeen, but yeah. <laughs> I know I know Landon is Landon is a is a close. I mean, it's I know NC State is not happy if he doesn't come there. I can tell you that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. And Jesse, that's not the end of your of your knowledge of of the of the young additions to the Toronto Blue Jays this week. You, you were mentioning earlier some very exciting news that that recently took place about a player that you're very familiar with as well. Would love to hear that. Yeah, uh, we had a guy. Yes, um, my catcher from the first half, uh, Nate Larue, one of my catchers. He uh, he was a catcher at Auburn for the last four years, and he uh, he signed with the Blue Jays yesterday. So like he's he's one that I like. I even sent messages like, hey, like don't miss out on this guy like wow. he did his undrafted free agent but like it didn't matter this kid he's gonna be he's got a chance to be elite and i it's tough wow. for me to do that with catchers but like he's he doesn't his bat is a little light but that will come but like his behind the dish catching ability is elite and his he honestly like in college like this is the one thing that i i love about him is he calls a great game mm -hmm. and he was allowed to do it in college which you know, in this day and age, not many people in college are allowed to call their own game. Coaches on the, on the big league level, Jesse, we're seeing less and less of, of catchers being able to call their own games. Yeah, so like it's 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 pretty like I and I you know I I I saw I watched how he called a game and I would see and then it was like all right like there wasn't much critiquing on how he called a game. Let's wow. Wow. Jesse, what sort of things do you covet in, in a young catcher coming up? Because you've seen catchers on the big league level. I mean, you, you worked with veterans as well. You got Rod Barajas in there, Greg Zahn. You, you, you were caught by a bunch of different veterans there. So, so you have an understanding of what a pitcher is going to want out of a relationship with a catcher. What sort of attributes are they going to want to see from their battery mate? So what are you seeing there from this young man that you're saying, you know what, this, this projects going forward or, or, or even a, a few things that are major league ready right now? Yeah, I mean, so like one thing that stood out is like we had 18 different pitchers he was not he like he wanted to get to know all 18 pitchers. Wow. I want to know what's coming in the game. I need to know how they throw the ball. So like he made it a point to try and catch their bullpens to see how their balls move. Like that's the stuff that make you go like and I told him I said when you get into the J, J system like go catch bullpens. Get to know all your pitchers and he like he's like I already do that. I said I know, but just keep continuing to do yeah. that. Um he can catch and throw in the big leagues right now. 
Like wow. Yeah, he can catch and throw in the big leagues right now. Blocking, like his behind the dish stuff is very elite. It's gonna like it. I'm I'm very interested to see where they send him. Like he might be a kid they send straight to high A. Like he could be there right now. So oh. we'll see. I don't know their catching situation. I know they needed a catcher somewhere. Um, and and honestly, like with Schneider, with with some a lot of the, like they got a lot of good catching guys in the in the organization too. Is what I told them. So I said, I said honestly, it's yeah. a great. That's awesome. And just get you out of here on one last I mean, this is almost self-indulgent for me. I just always wondered uh, about um, uh, you and Rod Barajas, because what I remember, Jesse, is the two of you were so effective together against the running game. Uh, you know, that's maybe an aspect of of the battery mate relationship that's that's not talked about very, very often. But especially in this day and age, right, with the new rules and that, it's got to be even more important. But but even for you, Jesse, do you remember what 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 was it about? Now, you and Rod Barajas, both very cerebral with the game. Was that why? Or what was it about the two of you that just made you so effective in particular against the – you were effective together as a battery mate, but in particular against the running game? Uh, I mean, I've, I've – I mean, my whole life I've been effective against the running game because mm. I'm so quick. Like, I, I'm always – I'm always, like, one, two, or, like, below like you want as a pitcher you want to be like under one three to the plate because you're assuming the catcher is going to be two at least two or under to the to second and a, getting from first to second as a base runner is around 3.3 so like you put all that together you're throwing a guy out right um but like for me like i was always usually a one flat to the plate so like wow yeah so and that's something that i just i was able to do with my mechanics not everybody can do that because like you know there's a lot that goes into it so like it's for, for Rod. I mean, all he had to really do was catch and throw, which he was elite at. So like that was a big thing. And and honestly, like whoever was really back there, I, I, I know I had a lot of success overall with with the running game. Um, I definitely with Rod, but like Rod's catch and throw was elite. They just probably ran with him back there more. I don't know. Like that's <laughs> I didn't on me. I can tell you that. So they ran on him more to their dismay is, is actually yeah. how it worked. Yeah, is how it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and that's that's where I mean that's a huge thing for kids. I told I mean I told the Larue the Larue kid I said, hey, listen, like, don't worry as much about hitting, make everything else great. The well, hitting, the yeah. hitting will, will come once you get into the system. You get some good hitting coaches there. I know a bunch of the guys that are there, and they'll figure it out. If you hit two twenty, and you're an elite catcher, you're in the big league starting. Like, so. Let's for do a long it. time, for a long exactly. time, right in our own backyard. Heck, Buck Martinez was one of the worst hitters you've ever seen in your life. He was a big league catcher for like 18 seasons because of yep. what you are describing. So we've yep. seen that. Yeah, we've, we've seen that at the catcher spot. Absolutely. For sure. Jesse, what an absolute blast. Really appreciate your time today. We, we've got your Twitter handle, of course, uh, on the screen here. But the, what, do you have any other social media, Jesse, where, where the good people can follow you? And and definitely let us know. Let let the good people know here. Hey, you're coaching in the MLB Draft League. So who is our new favorite team in the MLB Draft League? You're coaching the Williamsport. What what are they? What's their name there? Williamsport Crosscutters. Yeah. Crosscutters. Yeah, we we're in the second half now, which is independent league. So like we're we did we uh, we didn't win the first half, but if we won the second half, we still make the championship. So it's similar to like you know the low A system in Dunedin. So um, you know that's the plan right now is to try and do that. But um, I mean I, I have Instagram too, Jlitch six I think it is, and you know really really like I'm open. And anyone has questions, I'm pretty pretty out like i'm out there I'll, I'll answer stuff but you know just the day in day out baseball stuff now i mean the williamsport crosscut mlb draft league is i mean the first half was amazing a lot of talent so we'll look to for look forward to seeing a bunch of the young guys you know make it to pro ball and and see what they do 
And then Jesse, we'll get you out of here on the dumbest question you've been asked uh, in a while here. What is a cross cutter? Um, so this, the Williamsport area is known for like, um, I think logging. I was going to say, it must be something with logging, yeah. right? Okay. Now I get it. Okay. It's like one of the, the big like places like way back when for logging. So a cross cutter, I guess is like, like a guy with a red beard and, and he chops wood. I mean, that's kind of, it's like a, a woodsman, like not a woodsman, but like, you know, like one of the, I don't even know what they're called, but like a lumberjack type guy. Lumberjack, exactly. That's what it is. Like I'm there you go. of that stuff. So that is awesome. Jesse, thanks so much for your time today. I hope we can catch up soon. Best of luck in the second half. We're all cheering for the Williamsport Crosscutters to yes, win sir. the second half MLB draft league. So good luck to you going forward. Thanks for your time today, Jesse. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's a wrap for this week's episodes of the Locked On Blue Jay podcast. I'll see you next week, and I hope you have a great weekend full of Toronto Blue Jay victories.